that's classified information, guys. It was just that's got classified stuff. No fair. Yeah, sorry, guys. Sorry, got to go to the Pentagon. <laughs> got to so. get that retinal scan. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee. This is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. Puffapalooza is on ahead of the opening of the Wisconsin State Fair, which is tomorrow. Jeff Wagner is live at the fairgrounds this morning, handing out cream puffs. Cream Puffapalooza is sponsored by By the Yard. Jeff, we should point out, these are folks who have already signed up, already been awarded their cream puffs. So you're not taking walk-ins today, right? Well, it's funny you should mention that, Vince, because we love to over-deliver. And here's the deal. Our friends with the cream puffs brought more cream puffs than we had given away originally. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to open this up. I've got another about 40 or 50 six-packs of cream puffs. So Debbie Lozley could get ready. All right, we're going to give them away and until they are gone. So we are located right off of 84th Street. We're set up just a little bit to the east of the Pettit National Ice Center. So that's where we are. And as long as they last, yeah, we don't want any traffic accidents. We don't want any problems. But you come on down. You can't miss our setup. As long as they last, you don't even need to have one of those coupons. We're going to give away because I want to make sure that we don't take any cream puffs home. So if WTMJ listeners are driving into work or you happen to be in the area, as long as they last, you know, I've got another, you know, several, a few dozen at least cream puffs to give away. So that's first come, first serve. Sherry Black with me from the Wisconsin State Fair. Good morning. Good morning. It's Cream Puff Palooza. It is exciting. All right. And the Wisconsin State Fair starts tomorrow. That is exciting in and of itself. It is very exciting. We're looks like we're ready. We've been putting all the final touches on, and we're just so excited to open the gates tomorrow. So the gates open at, at 10 a.m. Right? That's the Correct. that's the typical hours, 10 to 10, and then they're they're open till midnight on on the weekends. On right? the weekends, yes. All right. So what is something if when you are at the State Fair and you're not in your official capacity, what's your favorite thing to do? Oh, hands down, walk through all the barns. The barns. Yep. I like to see the livestock, see the the kids that are having so much fun showing, obviously being one myself and having that great experience as a kid. I just, I love it. It's so much fun. Okay, Sherry, this is just between us. You get to eat one thing at the Wisconsin State Fair. What does the boss eat? Ooh, um, just one? Yeah, you only get one. (laughs) Pork burger. Pork burger. That's it. So there you, there you It's the pork burger. I, I love the pork chop sandwich myself, Vince. So we've got one more call in. But, uh, again, we're going to open this up because they brought us some extra cream puffs. So as long as they last, I've got a few dozen more. So if people are out in the area, come on by. And, Sherry, we'll talk in just a little bit. But Cream Puff of Palooza rolls on on WTMJ, Vince. Jeff, just to clarify one final point. You said you didn't want to bring any home. You'll bring a few home. Asking well, for a friend. But, oh, God. Well, if you mean home, I, I think that there's some people who would take care of you down at the office. Thank I you. mean, that, I, right, ex- exactly. Don't worry. They will be coming in before you get off the air. I guarantee that, too. Jeff Wagner at Cream Puff of Palooza outside Wisconsin State Fair, which opens tomorrow. Cream Puff of Palooza, sponsored by By the Yard. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. Behind six innings of solid work from starter Freddie Peralta and a timely hit from Joey Weimer, the Milwaukee Brewers finally bounced back on Tuesday night in Washington to snap their four-game losing streak, beating the Nationals by a final score of 6-4. 3-2 pitch. 
Line drive, right field, falling fast. It's in there for a base hit. Scoring from third, Monasterio. Tarang coming to the plate. Then the throw is up the first baseline from Thomas. Joey Weimer, two out, two runs single. What an at-bat from the rookie. And the Brewers have played it four with two out in the fourth. They lead this game 5-3. to three. Josh Maurer on the call right here on WTMJ as Weimer would bring home two runs there in the fourth inning. And Devin Williams would later come on and record his 27th save for win number 58 for the Brew Crew. I thought the Terang and Weimer at-bats were you know, great at-bats. Joey's especially just fouled off a ton of pitches and really hung in there against a, a tough guy. And, you know, delivering that blow ended up ending his night. That was just, it was just a huge at-bat. The Brewers, who trail Cincinnati by just a half a game in the NL Central entering the day, they will look for the series win later today in Washington. 12.05 is the first pitch. Coverage will get underway right here on WTMJ at 11.35. Wade Miley expected to get the start for the Brewers. Over to the NFL, where the Packers held their first full padded practice on Tuesday afternoon. So far in camp, there have been some highs and some lows for new starter Jordan Love and the offense. But for the former first-round pick, it's all about establishing a rhythm throughout the summer. I, mean, I think it's just that consistency. Um, I don't think we are being consistent in all the rules you know, in the offense as consistent as we can be in the plays and um, just comes down to us being on the same page and I don't think we have that right now we're still kind of you know growing going through those growing pains right now but um, you know I think there's definitely spurts of it and uh, it's awesome to see and then you know it sucks when we have days where we're just not putting it together Um, and obviously you know there just wasn't a lot of juice out there from us and you know it's disappointing when you're not able to put those plays together but we just got to find a way as a whole to you know come together um, and be able to turn that around right there. And lastly, back over to baseball as the trade deadline in Major League Baseball wrapped up on Tuesday afternoon. The Brewers adding lefty Andrew Chafin from the Arizona Diamondbacks in exchange for Peter Strzelecki, as well as sending off infielder Luis Urias to the Boston Red Sox for minor league pitcher Bradley Blakelock. The Brewers getting themselves a good old-fashioned mustache in that Chafin deal. <laughs> a He's mustache, fit in. He'll face fit in upgrade. Well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and no CC Sabathia-type trade, but you know, you get the sense that Matt Arnold did what he could, got what he could. Responsible was the key word he used over and, and over and over. And didn't and dump did. a whole lot of yeah. really good talent that's going to be around for years to come. 718 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Seven twenty-two on Wisconsin's morning news. So, expecting President, uh, former President Donald Trump, to appear in federal court tomorrow in Washington D.C. Now, he has to appear, but he doesn't have to physically be there, right? He could potentially appear via Zoom, but there are some expectations that the former Commander in Chief will show up in person. CBS News reporter Nicole Skanga. Federal law enforcement officials and D.C. police are preparing for the possible arrival of former President Donald Trump in court Thursday. Multiple law enforcement officials tell CBS News, though the former president has been given the option to appear in person or virtually, he has expressed interest in appearing in person in the federal courthouse in D.C. So now Trump's officially been indicted by a federal grand jury on four charges, conspiracy to defraud the U.S., conspiracy to obstruct an official proceeding, obstruction of an attempt to obstruct an official proceeding and conspiracy against rights. In the indictment, they also mentioned several co-conspirators, not by name. We'll get to them in a moment. So this is the third indictment. It comes right in the middle of a race for the White House. Special counsel Jack Smith is pushing for a speedy trial, calling January 6th an unprecedented assault on democracy. It's described in the indictment 
It was fueled by lies. Trump has tried to delay hearings and his other indictments until after the 2024 presidential election. But the timing of this trial will be up to the judge. Who is that judge? Well, it's a woman named Tanya Chutkin, nominated by President Obama. She has already sentenced at least 38 people connected to the January 6th attack, matching or exceeding prosecutors' recommendations in many of those cases. So uh, you can imagine she'll likely get some attention here as we move on a little bit more on Judge Chutkin and her history, I'm sure, will come up. Um, what's the president saying as of now? I don't invite her to events. Oh, yeah, he probably doesn't. <laughs> probably not, <laughs> he doesn't invite her to probably events. probably not friendly with her. We'll see what happens there. Um, so as far as the co-conspirators go, and these co-conspirators were all involved in some way, many of them trying to figure out how to overturn an election that they were told countless times by countless different people that it could not be done because it was not there. The, the votes that they needed were not there. We'll get to that, too, in a second. Rudy Giuliani is on that list. John Eastman. Sidney Powell. I'm going to release the Kraken. Thank you. For All that. of them are on the indictment list by their unknown name, just co-conspirators. But it's pretty easy to figure out who is who. What's Trump's team saying at the moment? Trump's lawyer expressing doubt that the special counsel will be able to prove Trump did not believe his own election fraud claims. Yeah, so that's they're going to say that uh, he believed what he was saying. That'll be one of the defense that First Amendment and that he believed it. But here's the thing. The indictment, if you read through it, cites multiple instances where Trump was informed that his claims were false, either by the vice president, the director of national intelligence, senior members of the Justice Department that he appointed, the Department of Homeland Security, Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, whose existence Trump signed into law, his own staffers, state lawmakers as well, state and federal courts, all of them said at one or multiple different times, hey, there's nothing here, here. If you read the Woodward book, uh, Attorney General Barr, also among those who yes. one-on-one, and it was it's tough to stand up to the president, mm-hmm. particularly that one, but one-on-one telling him, Mr. President, this is not what you're saying it is. So what about these fake electors? Remember, Wisconsin was one of seven states where they had these electors come in and just kind of create the election for or, or cast the votes in favor of Trump. Now, in Wisconsin's case, it appears, uh, given testimony that we've seen, that most of the uh, Wisconsin electors thought they were doing this, some of them a little skeptical of it, but thought they were doing it likely just in case legally something were to flip. However, that wasn't the co-conspirators' plans. Their plans were, no, give it to Pence and have Pence go on January 6th and say, hey, no, I got these other electors. We'll just use these. Just use these instead. And Pence, of course, said no to that after he investigated. And now indictment also says the president reached out to Senator Ron Johnson. They don't say Johnson's name, but we know it's him, just given what we already know about the case to ask him to hand-deliver documents to Vice President Pence. The senator accepted the fake electors and promised to hand them over to VP Pence, of which, of course, was Ron Johnson. Here's the thing, though. That never really happened. It was sent to his office. His office texted Vice President uh, Pence's office, and they said, no, we do not want these fake elector votes. That's one of my favorite texts that has been released. The VP's office, having gotten these various communications, do not yeah. give that to him. Yeah, no, do not give it We're to not him. playing right. that game today. Yep. We've got Levo today, right? We do. Jeff Levering, Brewers play-by-play man, is our guest on Brewers 360, and... It's a big day today yeah. for him. Did you get something ready for him? I got him a little birthday present. <laughs> Levering's yes. birthday coming up in less than 10 minutes. Yes, sir. Hey, good news. The Writers Guild is confirming that in honor of Jeff Levering's birthday, it's going to sit down with the Motion Picture Studios. That's not why. <laughs> no, no. They are. Writer's strike has been going on since May. 
The Guild sent a note to its members last night about an agreement to meet and discuss negotiations to get them back on the job. The Writers Guild has confirmed it will sit down with the motion picture studios to try to put an end to the writer's strike that's been going on since May. The Guild sent a note to its members last night about the agreement to meet and discuss negotiations to get them back on the job. Of course, the, you know, the studios and everyone will caution, hey, this doesn't mean anything, but it's a step in the right direction. Obviously, still a lot for them to discuss, like staffing, AI, streaming residuals, all it's a that start. stuff. Yes. At least they're back at the table. News is sponsored by Annex Wealth Management's Money Talk. It's heard Saturdays at 10, right here on WTMJ. One more time, checking in with Jeff Wagner, who is leading Cream Puff of Palooza 2023 at Wisconsin State Fair Park. It is sponsored by By the Yard. Any left, Jeff? Well, Vince, it's interesting. If you ever wonder if anybody's listening out there, all you have to do is say, we're giving away free cream puffs, first come, first serve. And all of a sudden, <laughs> I'm telling you, lot, one lady says to me, it's good to live close to the state fair. She heard it on the radio, runs out, puts on her clothes, jumps in the car, and drives over here. That is that is the appeal of cream puffs. Um, we have, we're winding down. We have maybe about a half dozen boxes left. So if anybody else happens to be in the area and can get here safely in the next five or 10 minutes, you know, maybe you can still get a six pack of cream puffs, but we have seen hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of WTMJ listeners. And it's just been a blast. I love cream puff of Palooza. Sherry Black, who runs the state fair. Okay. When people come out this week what and next week as well, what are some of the things they're going to see some of the new stuff? So we actually expanded the footprint a bit on the south side because we brought in, it's called Cirque at the Fair, which is like a Cirque du Soleil type event. Um, this is something new. We have not had a circus since 2001, but this does not involve animals. So we think that it's going to be a lot of fun. It's free with your paid admission to the fair. That's cool. Yeah. You've also made some changes to like the, the, the main area, right? The right? Central Park area, right. yes. We took out our old beloved fountain um, there were just some issues with it. It was costing a lot of money to run it and it, parts that just weren't fixable. So we kind of knew that we needed to take a new approach. So this year with the Wisconsin State Fair Park Foundation support, we installed a new water feature that is, it's incredible. I'm so excited for people to see it. Um, so that's just kind of a, a nice little area. Of course, we hope people will take a lot of pictures there. There's some tables. You can sit and enjoy your food while you're by the water feature, which does sound very nice and relaxing. We also have a monument from Abraham Lincoln. He was here and gave a speech at the fair in 1896. This monument was kind of hidden behind some trees that were overgrown. So we pulled that out, and now it's on full display, and we're excited to show that off. You know, for, for people who are wondering about deals and specials and stuff, there, there's really just too many to list in one place. <laughs> we, we really want people to go go to your website because yes. you've got all the different stuff that's going on and all the different opportunities people can have, to things they can do to get in at certain times for discounts or free or any of that stuff, right? Yes. So I have three kids. I understand the importance of getting a deal. So we have everything listed on wistatefair.com. And if you are able to quickly look there and plan out your day, you'll, you'll take advantage of some really great opportunities to save Sherry, money. I'm looking forward to the Wisconsin State Fair 2023. Cream Puff of Palooza, Vince, Eric, all good things must come to an end. And we're winding down. I do <laughs> I do see a couple oh, cars pulling in to get the last couple six packs of cream puffs that we have left. Thanks to everybody for coming out. Guys, thanks for letting me be part of Wisconsin's morning news. And I'll see you back at the station. And yes, Vince, 
Yower Promotions team has you covered. I know you were asking for a friend. I think there's going to be some six packs of cream puffs coming back to the station. Outstanding. Great work today, Jeff. Great to have you on Wisconsin's Morning News. This whole cream puff of palooza brought to you by By the Yard. Jeff Levering next on Brewers 360. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. After losing four straight games, the Milwaukee Brewers bounced back on Tuesday night for the 6-4 win in Washington. Freddie Peralta getting the start, tossing six innings and allowing just three earned runs. The Brewers, who trail Cincinnati by half a game in the NL Central leading, entering the day, will look for the series win later today in Washington. 12.05 is the first pitch. Coverage will get underway right here on WTMJ beginning at 11.35. Brewers 360 is sponsored by Outdoor Living Unlimited. And our guest this morning, Brewers play-by-play man, Jeff Levering. Yeah, we know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, guys. Are you? Now, <laughs> you sure sound excited about right, this. Right. See, I wonder if you're in my camp level. I don't like anybody to know it's my birthday. I just did another day for me. I don't want people walking around the, the newsroom in the office all day. Hey, it's your birthday. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of in your camp, Vince. I I appreciate it. It's very kind. I just um, you know, it's, it's just another day for me, especially today. Well, well, I'm very sorry because <laughs> in honor of this special occasion, which I've heard is a special one, but we won't get into that. In honor of that, here's 90 seconds of Mr. Jeff Levering. If I could be a host on WTMJ's Wisconsin's Morning News, I think that would really be the pinnacle of my career. <laughs> you rang. <laughs> Chorizo by a link, and then, oh, no! Well, Mike Grosso gets to wear the cheese set for the first time. I was in the pool! Barehand attempt, throw to first, not in time. Just playing pepper with that one, and he almost Willie Mays hazed it. Who? <laughs> About a hundred of these. As he just barges through the radio booth door and goes, Hey, how about them cubs? It's up and down, circular. Up and down, circular. Around. Feeling it. Feel the flow. That's exactly what's happening. All facets for the Brewers. Lafferty Daniel. Oh, man, Santa's upset. He's not happy. Sit down, you're rocking the boat, Santa. Come on. Well, now a youngster just came down the steps and gave him a baseball. That guy's at least 65 years old, and he just took a baseball from a kid. <laughs> and the pitch. Man, look out. Look out, Jeff. Oh, I dropped he it. He tried. He turned it. <laughs> he tried. Oh, right in my hands. He had it. Momentarily, he had it. No, I didn't. I just straight skillet on my hand. Skillet. <laughs> oh, awful. Wow. wow. You guys have really dug into the archives for those. I remember a good number of those. Not all of them, though. But I appreciate the you unearthing all of those great moments. Eric was into me all morning first. and afternoon in the newsroom. <laughs> hey, listen to this one. Hey, look what I found. <laughs> oh, my God. My hand still hurts from that foul ball, by the way. Right? I <laughs> bet. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm glad. I'm just glad that that was during the pandemic times and nobody was in the ballpark to see me miss it. That's all. 
Hey, uh, you're in Washington, uh, afternoon baseball today. I do want to mention, too, you guys, a number of you for the broadcast team, had a really cool tour of the Pentagon by Wisconsin's own Master Sergeant, the U.S. Space Force, Roger Toberman. Did you find any secrets mm-hmm. out anywhere? Where are they heading the aliens? Oh, man. Someone asked. Josh Maurer actually asked. He did. There... Maurer asked? He... I would have put Vinny Maurer on that. Asked. No. I, well, Vinny actually asked some pretty good questions. Maurer, he phrased the question wrong to begin with. He said, are there UFOs? And, yeah. and and Chief goes, well, yeah, there's a ton of stuff that you see that you can't identify. So, of course, there's UFOs. I went, God, he's so smart. You're right. <laughs> That's the wrong You're question. You're so right. Um, but then he had another good answer, and and uh, that's classified information, guys. It was just you guys got classified group. stuff. No fair. Yeah, sorry, guys. Sorry, got to go to the Pentagon. Got <laughs> to so. get that retinal scan. Brewers play-by-play man on his birthday, Jeff Levering. Thanks, Jeff. You got it, guys. I appreciate all the love. I'm fuming. <laughs> I am hot. He's mad. Oh. <laughs> then the guy wouldn't even give me the foul ball. Oh, well. Yeah, it landed right down below us. It did. I helped him find it, too. <laughs> well, it's not mine to get. It... <laughs> he's gone already. Is he? Yeah, he's over there and texting somebody. <laughs> Idea Man. Let's say you have a fish fry. Innovative. It's Fish Fry Friday okay. at St. Norbert's. And Packers Hall of Famer. Would that taste good when he was bringing that over to you and you're blending it up? <laughs> you're losing all the texture. You're, no. It would not be something you'd want to have anyways, would it? It's time for Tausch on Wisconsin's Morning News. Presented by your Wisconsin Chevy dealers. Mark Tauscher on Wisconsin's Morning News, sponsored by your Southeastern Wisconsin Chevy dealers. Competitive tennis question for you, Tausch, to start off the conversation today. Okay. Team wins, but you lose. Mm. Big win for the team last night. I did not win my match with my doubles partner, and I felt awful. A little pouty. Yeah. So am I celebrating, or am I not? Do I just kind of cower in the corner? So a lot of times you get caught up and and you want to do what's best for the team. You want to win. But if it's, are you doing this for you or are you doing this for your team? Uh And that's really the question I have for you. Well, I mean, because it depends professional league. That's different. You you kind of have to do it for you. I I think when you're talking professional sports, you're talking baseball, you can go over three, but you can hit some, you know, hit a grounder the right side. You can get, bring a run in. If you didn't do your best, but your team won, you're still going to celebrate the team's win, but you're going to be disappointed in your own thing. I think when you start talking about recreational tennis and <laughs> if it's rec golf, I think you're more, you're more interested in you than you are in the team. Because I don't know how many years you've been playing with this group, but if you go out and lose, you're going to probably be irritated with yourself, even if five of your buddies win. Now, if it's to go to state and then to go to nationals or whatever else, then you're still going to be happy. But I think there's always that selfishness about wanting to win for you. And that doesn't matter if it's professional rec, college, whatever it is. I think for me, Tausch, I mean, not, not to overstate it, but it's like that stolen valor. If I'm out there celebrating the team win, but I didn't do my job, I didn't contribute to it. <laughs> You're so all, I did was, all I did was fill a spot and I got beat. <laughs> like, those are all the thoughts running through my head is like, yes, man. But, Vinny, let me ask you this. If you hadn't showed up, could the team have still had enough bodies to play? 
Well, you forfeit the four doubles match, and we still well, win. there you go. Yeah, but if you pinch yeah, hit, you lost anyway. If you pinch hit in game seven, <laughs> if you pinch hit in game seven of the World Series and you strike out, yet the team wins and everyone gets to celebrate, don't you get to pop the champagne just like everybody else? Yeah. I, so it, it again, it's different when it's like a full year and you go through the ups and the downs, the ebbs and the flows, and there's days that you have good games and there's days you don't, and somebody picks you up. That's what's great about being on a team sport. So. You celebrate the heck out of it, absolutely. Uh, now, what I think Vince is talking about is he's fighting, he's out there competing, but he is more out there for his own. He wants to get good exercise, but he also wants to still prove that he's got it. And yeah. when it, it doesn't work out and you don't have it, you're going to probably have a couple extra beers and you're going to probably think to yourself, how much longer am I going to do this? And then you have to regroup to get back out there because, it doesn't really matter that Frankie and Lenny won their match and then that got you over the top, but you and Donnie got your tails kicked. You're only going to be thinking about you and Donnie getting your brakes beat in. Well, it was it was Jason and J- John and Jason, father son duo, who had a battle, a three set battle that ended in an eight six tiebreaker win in that third decisive set for the and you team. Stuck around, you stuck around and watched, right? Yeah, support the team. Yeah, wow. So- you should celebrate that okay. for sure. But, no, but you can still get in your car and say, I don't know how I suck. <laughs> <laughs> or you could come in and tell your, your friend Eric, yeah, tennis last night. That was terrible. <laughs> but his knee feels good. His knee held up. Yeah, no trouble with the or, knee. Thank you, Orthopedic Associates of Wisconsin. Yeah, that's exactly right. And no, with it, that, we'll do it, trivia it, tomorrow. It is tricky, but I think you always celebrate the wins, but you can still selfishly feel like you didn't get what you needed to get done. All right. I feel better, Tosh. Thank you. You bet. See you guys.